Welcome to the Crux Podcast and Sermon of the Week. For more information about the Crux Ministries and Summit Church, please visit us at summitsanmarcos.com. Tell me you don't have any questions. Come on. Speak up loud so they all hear Does that work? Okay. Um, do you guys pray together? Is there like an intimacy in that? Yes. Yes, we do pray together. And um, we have our quiet times in the morning together. And, and you know, we'll both read the word on our own. We don't like read it to each other or whatever. But, but then we'll come together <laughs> for we, prayer. We have. we have times where we, we've read the, we did the one-year Bible where we'd read back and forth. But I get up earlier, so sometimes I'm already up and, you know, moving, so I'll read when it's dark, and she's not up when it's dark. I have a question. Um, so what do you think about someone, like, dating someone who comes from a different church culture than you? Like, do you think that would be conflict in the relationship? Uh, it depends. I mean, they could have a different culture, but the question is, what's their temperature? I mean, if we're talking lukewarm, no. I'm saying you can be in a different culture but still be on fire for God. But that's the, that's the question. What's your temperature? Yeah, and I think that when we're talking about, like, putting a lid on a relationship, that when you look at someone, you can't evaluate what they're telling you they want to be. You have to evaluate where they are. So if they're like saying, I'm going to go do this, and I'm going to be a missionary, and I'm going to be this, and I'm going to do that. It's like you evaluate it where they are. And so that's what I was talking about, overselling. So you want to see what their temperature is now, what they're, not what they're saying they're going to be, because they may never be that. You know what I mean? So, and with a lid, what I mean is, is that, so like especially like I would tell my pastors, if you're called and you know you're called to ministry, you better marry someone who's called. So that was like right there on the list, that she better love God more and she better be called to ministry. You see what I'm saying? Because I know, like, you know, if you're called, you ne- you, they, we need to be called together. You, you can't, because it'll put a lid. If you marry someone and they, okay, if they can't handle the ministry and you're called into ministry, then you're not going to be ministering. Because if you just think it's going to be separate, you're in trouble. And, and a lot of times that's an emotional thing as well, that, that their emo- ability to handle the emotional side of ministry. So and I know I'm not talking to a bunch of pastors, but I'm just saying that was for if you are in that zone. But when it comes to your fire, some of you are really on fire. And if you're going to be a passionate, whatever it is, in whatever area of life, I'm going to be a professional, but I'm passionate about Jesus. We're going to go to church. We're going to do missions. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And the other person's passion is lower. It will put a lid on your ability to be and to excel. It'll cause conflict in the future. And I think that can bridge into being unequally yoked. But they're saying unequally yoked, like totally married. I think it's a bad idea to do that. But I think even with passion, it can put a cap on your ability to to uh, excel in that ministry you feel like you want to excel in. Yeah. All right. So I've heard, and I know a little bit about your guys' story, so I'm kind of asking in general. I've heard a lot of people, some, some are for, some are against, like almost a long-distance relationship. And obviously you guys met and you were in different states. So what did the dating process look like for you since you were in different states? And how, how like, how'd you do that, you know? Uh, it was kind of supernatural in the standpoint of, well, first of all, um, the Lord spoke to Daniel 
and myself right away that, you know, we were to be together. And, and that was important. Like, not just to date, but we had to hear God. Is, is this the person for you? And, and the Lord said, yes, confirmed it to him, confirmed it to me. We both prayed and fasted, asked the Lord. So I was in Florida. He was in California. Uh, we actually met in Michigan. That's a crazy story. This is the crazy timeline, and I am not recommending this to any of you, okay? I'm just saying this is our story. But we, we met December uh, 27th was our first date. And, um, and I didn't, you know, I, I couldn't tell from the date kind of how it went, except later I, I went back to Florida and he called me on the phone and, and it was around New Year's Eve. And then he said, I didn't even know if he liked me at that point. I wasn't sure. And so then he said, can I pray for you? I said, sure. And he said, God, I just thank you for Teresa. And I just thank you for her life. And I thank you for her, our lives together. And I'm thinking, What? He's like writing me in his prayer. What, is, what does that mean? <laughs> okay. So I, I think, you know, I got, a, got an inkling on that. And then um, he, this is the crazy time. And he, I think within the first week he bought a ring. I know that's insane. And then um, Valentine's Day. So we're talking like two, two months later, he proposed and that was after um, asking my dad permission. He flew to Florida, asked my mom and dad. He had to go through the gauntlet, you know. He had to get questioned and, you know, by my sister, my dad, my mom. And, you know, he had to pass the test. I mean, and, and you know, honestly, this is good advice. It says there's wisdom in a multitude of counselors. Run it by somebody who loves you, who cares about you, that knows you. And, and don't just, you know, it's such a big decision. You should get some input from other people on it. It's really important. So he proposed Valentine's Day. And then I think I saw him. It was kind of crazy. I saw him maybe June. I came to, he came to Florida. I came to California in June, and we married in August. So it, we didn't see each other much. And it was kind of crazy. Even for his birthday, I bought him a present. I thought, I don't even know what his tastes are. I don't even really know him. <laughs> but, I, but I knew it was the Lord. Anyway. Yeah. So first things first is heard God. She heard God. I did bring, I did go out to Michigan again. We flew again um, several weeks later. And I introduced her to my best friends and my pastor. And I just said, see any red flags? What do you guys think? I was like, scream, throw in a red flag, throw it in, you know. And, and so that was really important to me. So long distance, I wouldn't have ever said I want to do long distance dating. It really stunk, you know, that she's over there and I'm over here. So we just had to, like, deal with it, you know. So if you have to Skype or talk or, you know, whatever you have to do, if that's what you have to do, that's what you have to do. But that's where we were. So it was good in one way that, um, you know, that I met somebody in um, – you know, in Michigan, that she's in California, that she would relocate. That, I, I mean, yeah, I'm sorry that we met in Michigan, but she's in Florida, but that she would relocate to California. And that's important about long distances. Are two people going to go in the same direction? So um, that was that. So yes, long distance dating can work. Um, I wouldn't recommend it as the model, but if you're supposed to be together and somebody went off to college or off to a term, they're still going to be there when they get done if that's your wife or your husband. So they will, they will endure and go through that. And it's actually a pretty good test to know that, you know, like I wasn't insecure 
Matter of fact, I didn't, you know, I, I bought a ring because God said it. I just trust the voice of God. I shouldn't have to say yes. I'm like, I already know if God said it, why do I would second guess it? Because she said, what if I would have said no? And I thought, I never even thought of that once. <laughs> I didn't. Because if God spoke to me, then I heard God. And if, she, you know what I mean? Otherwise, I missed it, you know? So, I don't know. And if you hear God all the time, then you know when God's screaming, when you're saying you know what I mean? You know, one other thing which is kind of cool, and Daniel told me this later, is the Lord actually gave him like a prophetic dream. And he saw me like from the back, from the standpoint of my hair and my height. So he kind of like knew, you know, didn't see my face, but saw me in a dream and, and later, right? I didn't put that together on the date, you know, but I put it together later. You know, like after I, after the Lord already said, that's your wife, then I put it together and I went, she's the, the exact dream that I had. Because you can just have bad pizza and have a dream, right? <laughs> so I'm not leaning on a dream going like, this is the girl and she's got to have this strawberry blonde hair and she's got to be this tall and I've got to like, you know what I mean? It's like, I, I think people go like overboard doing that. You know, how about she loves God and then I'm in love with her and that, you know what I mean? I mean, like, I think you need to get down to those things. But it was, and she was in the dream. There's a lot more to that, but we don't have time for that. Questions? So I think you kind of like went into it a little bit, but like, because I know we're a very prophetic culture and everything. So what do you guys think about, I think you already went into um, prophetic dreams or prophetic words on marriage for those who are single? I think if people should be very hesitant to use the Lord in it, it is a choice. And I should make the choice. I can hear God, but if I hear God, it gives me the confidence to ask her. So it just gave me the confidence that I'm hearing God. But to, if somebody else, is, they haven't heard God, and I know there's been relationships where one person heard God and the other one didn't, they should definitely yield to the person who hasn't heard yet and never force the prophetic on someone to make a choice based on that. They should be convicted inside and have their own conviction of that prophetic word. And I actually have seen that abused before. I hate to say it. In, in fact, it was in my own family where um, uh, my sister got a bunch of prophetic words from her mother-in-law <laughs> towards her son for my sister. And he was much older than my sister. My sister really was not attracted to him and felt like, God, if this be your will, I'll say yes. And she married someone who really was not a fit for her because of a prophetic word, which was actually a manipulative word. And so I would say, be cautious. And I, one thing we... We don't practice here. Yes, we're prophetic, but I don't think we prophesy. You're going to marry this person and this and that. Mates and dates, you know, they say, don't do that, you know. So we're not going to prophesy. Can we say, can we, um, you, you're supposed to be with this, thus saith the Lord. No. And I would kind of run from that a little bit, honestly. And I think the Lord has to give you that. And also let the peace of God lead you. Let the peace of God, you're going to have peace with it. You're, it's going to feel right. It's not going to be forced. You know what I'm saying? And it's not going to be manipulative. And I love what Daniel said. You also have a free will and you have a choice. You know what I mean? And um, you should choose that person. I choose you. You know, not like I'm, I'm, um, I'm forced into this. You know, I'm just obeying God in this. No, it shouldn't be like that. You should be in love with the person. It should resonate with you and with them. And yeah, if there's a prophetic word that backs it, great. But I think God should speak to you personally. You know what I mean? And, and prophecy should never be used to manipulate decisions and stuff like that.
Yeah, and so I've had several people that I feel like God told me that that's their mate, but I won't tell them that. I'll pray, and I've prayed, God, open their eyes. Hello. <laughs> She's right in front of them. They're, like, totally ignorant. You know, and then, I mean, I'm serious. I've sat there and told God, I'm like, God, I know this is supposed to be, and, like, what up? And then they got together, and they came back, and we were on this trip, and then all of a sudden, they're like, all. Oh. I'm like, okay, thank you, God. You know, like, <laughs> they have this spark. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> it's like, so, you know, like, sometimes, like, there's a situation, but I wouldn't tell them because I'm not going to use, I'm not going to do that. So as pastors, we tell our pastors, we don't tell people who to marry and we don't tell people when to marry. But if you come to me and you say, do you feel a check? Then you should be honest about it. And that's what you should be is like saying, I really think you should be checking this thing out. You know what I mean? Like you better double check, 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 double check, you know. So I, I think that you need to be honest with people and you need to have some people that are really honest with you. But um, I would be really hesitant to tell somebody, hey, prophetically, I saw this, and you should be married to this person. I think that's really dangerous. I see Danielle here. I'm going to embarrass her just a smidgen. Uh -oh. Hopefully not too bad. I love you, I love you too. I love you, too. I, I just know previously she, she had a relationship, and I didn't feel like this person was the right person for her. Just, this was my gut feeling. And, you know, it's funny because I, I could never remember their name. And usually, <laughs> I called him Ray. I don't know what his name was. <laughs> See, I can't remember it. I just, I forgot about him. I dismissed him from my brain. But I just didn't feel like it was the right person for her. And I just never had a good feeling. She came to that conclusion on her own. Like, you know what I mean? But when, after she said, I said, yes, thank God. And then when Zach came into her life, I felt like, wow, he's perfect for her. I felt like, amen, yes, Lord, green light, good. You know what I mean? And I think people around you that love you can help be that maybe sounding board. I'm not saying tell you what to do, but maybe confirm when it's a good thing, right? Awesome. More questions? I had two things I wanted to touch on. Uh, first, okay, and then after that question, I'm going to just do a little more, and then we'll jump to some more. Sure. Thanks. Um, this one's not really, I guess, a question. I just wanted more insight into how you guys serve each other, uh, what that looks like, and maybe, I, I mean, yeah, I just want to know more uh, of what, you know, that looks like in your guys' life. Um, love, seriously, in a relationship, you should be looking at what your strengths are and not what the stereotype relationships should be so I don't know if this is gonna embarrass her but like I wake up so I'm up first because I'm up first and I like to I like I like to get up first I like to not talk to anyone I like to talk to God so I like quiet time I like to sit with God I like to worship I like to soak that's how I like to roll when I wake up I don't like to talk to people I want to talk to God first so usually I'm up first so that means I'll prep her coffee I'll make my tea because I can't drink coffee and I'll, I'll do things for her to serve her, you know, like I'll squeeze lemon for her so she can have her lemon juice to start and get her alkaline going and then get her, tea, you know, coffee prep. She just pushes a button. So I'll serve her and do some things like that. And I'll do things because I'm a tasker. So I could task stuff, you know, like access service is it's neither of our 
love language. Like that's not really going to be like, you love me, you did something. I'm just a worker, I'm a tasker. So I will work and I will task, but it doesn't, you know what I mean? So I'm not trying to do that just because that communicates love. That's just who I am. So I just roll that way. But we serve each other and, and she'll serve and she knows my, um, you know, we'll, it goes both ways. You know, so I don't expect her early in the morning because she's not really clipping early in the morning to like wake up and make my tea and all that stuff. It's like, that'd be an unreal expectation. But like, dude, she can smoke some salmon and some tri-tip and, you know, like she does things that really like, she goes out of the way to, to bless me in, in my life because in the evening I'm not clipping on a good, I, I, mean, I want to chill. You know what I mean? I'm not like, so when it comes dinner time, I'm like, you know, I'm not far from the bed. You know, so I'm just saying like we are we're at different speeds at different times. So it's also good to know in a relationship what time of the day is the best day to connect and what time is the best day that you can serve as well. There's timing in it. Yeah. And, you know, we do a lot together. Obviously, um, we we work together. We take our days off together. So we're together a lot. But the beautiful thing is we love each other. And it's not like, oh, I just want to get away from them. It's like actually we it's like. I just want to spend more time with you because, you know, quality time, you know what I mean? So it's a good thing. And we do serve each other and um, we serve together. So, you know, however we can help each other. I don't know if that answered your question, but I hope it yeah, did. That helped. Yeah, and there's certain things that I don't like to do and she knows it and she'll pick up and do it. So she'll do things that I just like, you know, I don't like to do those things. And so she'll, she'll do those things, you know. There's different things. There's a whole list I could give you, but I'll leave it at that. <laughs> so, awesome. Was that both of them, or was there another one? Uh, I had one more, but you wanted to... Go ahead. Okay. Um, the other was about insecurities, and I don't like when you guys were getting together in the dating process. Um, if you both had any insecurities and what you did to overcome those, and if that wasn't really an issue, what would your advice be to two people dating really struggling with insecurity about whatever, you know, themselves or the other person around girls or guys, or um, if you didn't necessarily, you know, overcome these or walk through this, what would your advice be to people really battling insecurity and it causing a bunch of trouble in the relationship? Yeah, um, I think that's back to one of my second points was get healthy. And, um, you know, Everybody goes through things and relationships and, you know, if you do get rejected, it hurts and, you know, you could have some feelings of rejection, but it doesn't mean you're a reject, right? But I think the thing is to really meet that and as Daniel said earlier, insecurity really means fear. So I think it's taking those fears to the Lord and perfect love casts out fear. And I actually think the closer you get to God, the more God himself affirms you, it puts a security in you that man can't put in and man can't take away. And so there's something about knowing that you're loved by God, that you're okay with yourself. You might not be perfect. You're not, you know, don't, don't necessarily have, have to have it all together. But you say, you know, I like myself. I love myself. You know, God, God says he's well pleased with me. And you know what I mean? So um, not feeling like you're less than. And I do think you should try to be the best person you could be. Meaning, okay, if there's things that you can do to make yourself whatever, look better, whatever, dress better, do it. You know, by all means, do the things you can do, right? That's in you, that is within your power to do. But then also, 
get yourself emotionally healthy. And, and I think the closer you get to God, I think it actually brings so much healing to your soul that he deals with a lot of that stuff. And I'm not saying I never had insecurity. I did in different areas, and, and I actually suffered abuse. And so God healed me emotionally. And so I don't know. Yeah, I think we were probably through a lot of that. Like, I had a lot of fear issues when I was younger. I, like, I, was, ter per I was petrified. I was just terrified to stand in front of people, like in school. If I had to do a speech, I could cut school. I was horrible, rebellious, because I was afraid. I was afraid of team sports. I was afraid to, to, to be embarrassed in front of people. So I did other things that weren't, you know, like that. But I had to overcome those fears, and we all have fears. So I overcame a lot of those fears prior to that. So I tried basically got rid of a lot of the baggage before. I think we were both very confident coming in and that really wasn't, that probably wasn't the challenges. There's different challenges of being in ministry and being in a relationship. And those are, there's a whole different set of challenges. So. Thank you for listening to the Crux Podcast Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit SummitSanMarcos.com for other exciting content from Summit Church.